Hello and welcome to the Limitless Podcast with me, Joshua Patterson. I'm passionate about sharing the stories of courage and resilience. Each week, I will be interviewing extraordinary people from all different walks of life who saw past their statistics, who turned personal moments of adversity into strength. My hope is that this podcast can inspire you to step outside of your limits and achieve things you thought never possible. Welcome to Limitless. Before we hear from today's guest, I'd love to share an incredible health tech brand called Thriver, the partners of today's podcast. And who better to share their story than one of the founders and the brains behind the brand, Hamish Grayson. Welcome, Hamish. Great to be here. Thanks very much for having me. Can you tell me more about Thriver? It's really straightforward. It's about giving people or putting better health in people's hands. There are lots of component parts to that. In our world, that means let's help people understand what is it that I should be looking at given my particular focus. So am I focused on living longer or feeling better or improving my training time? The the kind of day-to-day health realities. Why do you think it's so important that we understand what's going on inside our bodies? For the simple reason that it's notably absent as a source of information for most people. And we're incredibly fortunate. We live in an information-rich world. You start to be able to connect people to their own bodies in a way that has historically been divided. And our skin, you might argue, has been this quite literal barrier to an information set that I firmly believe if actioned in the right way can meaningfully shift those paradigms. There is a black hole in the information that people are sort of using to to manage uh, their lives with. And okay, you maybe had never done a, a test like the one that you ran and you perhaps didn't know that your B12 was low, but we want to show you what you can do to then make progress towards your goal and actually stay with you and help you see that through. Thank you so much, Hamish, for taking the time to come in today and speaking to me. And thank you to Thriver for supporting the Limitless podcast. If you are interested in trialing an at-home blood test, head over to Thriver.co and enter the code LIMITLESS at checkout for £30 off your first Thriver kit. It is with great pleasure that I introduce one of my close friends, Sam Thompson, a person who commits his life to making people smile. But at what cost? I've wanted to have this conversation with him for so long to share with people an intimate side that people don't see of him. A man who's grown up on TV, having his life so publicly shared to so many. I'm really excited to share his side of the story and how he has grown into someone I truly admire. A person that's turning his adversities into his lessons and utilising them to become his strengths. Sammy T, how you doing, brother? (laughs) Yes, boy! Oh, is that the amount of times I wanted to cut in and be like, it's Sammy T. (laughs) Man, it's so good to have you on here. How has it been for you being so public on TV for so long? To be honest, I think there's, there's good and bad in everything. So I love what I do. I didn't. I remember when I left school, I was like, what the hell am I going to do? I was like, I don't want to sit in an office. Like, because I just, I, I, got ADHD I will just not be able to sit down and you know do a nine to five it just won't happen I was like I was a bartender and I was like I don't really want to just carry on doing this because I'm not enjoying it that much 
And I, I think I'm one of the very, very few lucky people who has found an industry which I love, which I know a lot of people don't have. So in that sense, I'm incredibly lucky because I didn't even know. Back when I was like 18, I was like, I didn't even know that this existed, like the entertainment industry. I didn't even know like what, what. when I heard the entertainment industry, I was like, that's porn. <laughs> so I, I didn't have a clue. So, I mean, I, I'm very lucky. And obviously there are drawbacks to that. I mean, yeah, having a whole life on rally television is... There's loads of draw. I mean, one of the drawbacks is that people judge you straight away. So in terms of like jobs or, or something like that, you know, people might be like, oh, but he's from reality TV. So, you know, because there's always like a hierarchy, isn't there? There's like the comedians are always like top of the pyramid. Well, it's kind of like the talent, right? Yeah. You were gifted with being a musician or an actor yeah. or a writer. And then a lot of people look at reality and they frown upon it and go, there's no talent there. Mm-hmm. There is a gift in connecting with the audience that watch you well that's what I, I agree with that I think I don't think to be honest I do have much of a talent I did play the trumpet to grade 7 but you know don't worry about that I, yeah I, which, which which we've never seen yeah, yeah trust me you don't want but to I, anymore but I would disagree this is where I think you're wrong you say you don't have a talent presenting is your talent in front of a camera you just have such a natural gift with the energy that you bring to the table and it's a gift that I think is going to bring such an exciting future mate because I think the way you've developed that craft in such a short period of time is something that you should commend yourself for well I know I've something that I've always wanted to do but as soon as I entered this industry I was like that's what I want to do but I never knew how I'm not very good at sort of like getting in touch with people and being like oh give me a chance like you know help me out here so it's been a bit of a long slog but it's kind of all coming together slightly now and and I definitely know what I want to do in terms of a career moving forward what I think about reality television though is is even though a lot of people don't have a talent per se in terms of musician or sport athlete or you know your comedian or whatever what I think is really cool is the fact that people care enough about your life to watch it. And I really like that. So when people like come up for a photo, for example, and they're like, oh, can I have a phone? And, they're like, and they start talking about a certain point in your life. As you say, it's connecting with people. And I and I think that's really, really cool because you almost have an extended family of, of or who, however many people care. Had I not done Made in Chelsea, I don't know where I'd be in my life. Had I not done Made in Chelsea, I wouldn't have a daughter. Had I not done Made in Chelsea, I wouldn't have travelled to some of the most incredible places in the world. Had I not done Made in Chelsea, I would not have made the friends that I have in my life right now. I would not have experienced the highs and the lows that I'd been through to get me to this point. You know, I'm a guy who has, I think I've got three GCSEs and, and one AS level or one A level. I have no qualifications to my name. I couldn't get a job. On paper, I'm worthless. But it's because of this platform that was offered to me that has enabled me to find myself and what it is that I love doing and how I can connect with people on a greater level. So when people criticise you for doing reality, and I kind of look at them and I just think... It's, it's disappointing because I think there's more to the story than that. I think now we're in a we're in a of reality TV sort of boom, as it were. Everyone watches Love Island and they're like, I want to be a, a reality star because it's easy if you're looking from the outside in. It's easy because they just see paid posts on Instagram and 
the problem with that is that it makes people resent it as well because the people who do graft incredibly hard in this world that we live in like dudes I imagine look in and be like oh this is ridiculous these guys are making a heap of money for really not doing much and it's everyone's golden ticket which you can't really I don't I, I mean I can't look down at it at all because I, I you know everyone everyone wants a better life don't they I suppose everyone wants to sort of like do as minimal work as possible and earn as much money and that definitely is I feel like now it's seen as what happens when you join a reality program but there's so much more to it I suppose than that you obviously have all the all the sort of suicides that have happened recently and you know it can definitely get to your head because what happens when you leave a show like Love Island and you're up here you're sort of your fame is you know you're you're super famous when you leave love island like dude me and you like we will never be anywhere like where they are and when they come out it's what like one of them roller coasters you know stealth (laughs) thought park you shoot out and you go straight up and then the only way to go from up there is down you can't go any higher otherwise you're david beckham and there's a new Love Island every year. Now there's two a year. So that's which has just been announced, actually. So that downward spiral of, okay, I actually have to come to terms with the fact that reality is not always going to be that I'm up here. That's dangerous. And I think that people don't necessarily think about that so much as they think, I'm going to go in, I'm going to smash like a show like Love Island or, or whatever, and then I'm going to come out and I'm going to be famous forever. And I don't think anyone has like a contingency plan. But I joined Made in Chelsea to get into nightclubs. That's genuinely why I joined Made in Chelsea at the very start. 20 years old, mental age of a 12-year-old. Looked about 12 as well. And <clears throat> I joined to get into clubs. I was actually like, oh yes, maybe I'll actually have some luck with the ladies. And, you know, I'm going to be on a TV show. Because at that age, that's what I cared about. And then it carried on. I went, oh, my God, this could actually be maybe a career. I was like, okay, sort of a year in. I was like, right, this is, you know, I'm still here. Uh, And then I started freaking out a bit because I was like, what am I going to do? Like, you know, I'm getting to the point now where I can't get an actual job because people have seen me on TV enough times now to be like, it'd be weird if you worked for us. And we probably don't like you from what we've seen on the show anyway. And so I was like, okay, well, now I'm kind of stuck in this industry. And I wasn't doing very well because I was just Louise Thompson's little brother or made in Chelsea and didn't even have an agent, wasn't making any money. I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing here. Have I sort of screwed up? And I was like, oh my God, I don't really... And that, I started panicking at, at sort of like a year in. Um, and then I realised, oh my God, as I got older, I was like, oh, I'm really enjoying this. I'm making some amazing friends. And I'm really enjoying doing this filming thing. I got myself an agent and I was like, but even then the agent was like, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. Everyone's just got agents. So, Hey, I got an agent too. And like, she was like, that's not really how it works, mate. Like, what do you want me to do for you? I was like, I don't, I don't know. So then we kind of just had an agent relationship where we just didn't speak. (laughs) I don't even know why I had one. And then further down the line, as you grow up, I feel like you, in life, you feel like you know what to do more. You know what you like, you know what you don't like, you know what avenues you want to... And I started learning more about the industry, and I was like, shit, I'm actually enjoying myself a heck of a lot more than I thought I would. And this is actually why I want to be now. There's so many avenues. Everyone thinks about the career a lot. Like They're like, oh, you know, I've got to follow the career and stuff like that, and I understand that. But I did Big Brother, for example, 
And so many people were like, don't do it. So many people were like, it's bad for the career. And, you know, you're never going to be able to do any serious stuff. And I'm like, why? Why does doing a TV show change anything about who I am as a person or where I should go in my career, as it were? And like, I've, I've always watched Big Brother when I was younger. I always wanted to sit in that little chair. It's a life memory. I, I, you know, like I can tell my grandkids or whatever, I did this show called Big Brother, have a watch. It's hilarious. And I love those social experiments. And I feel like and too many people now think about the career and there's there's so much rather than the experience rather itself. than the experience a quick shout out to one of today's sponsors before we continue with the show the potential of the human brain astonishes me and our ability to learn across our lifetime means so much to me with every new skill we learn a limitation is overcome this is why i am so happy to partner with skillshare on today's episode an online learning community taught by the world's best practitioners. Skillshare hosts thousands of online classes that can help sharpen your mind, whether it's picking up an online course in creative writing or honing your entrepreneurial skills. To browse all of their classes, head to skillshare.com limit. I personally love that Skillshare gives me access to courses that I otherwise wouldn't have thought possible with new knowledge literally at my fingertips. Like the other day, I was able to learn about the DSLR lenses and lighting. Joining the millions of students turning their passions into skills with two months for free. Just head to skillshare.com limit to claim your free trial of two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes. That's skillshare.com limit. My uncle said to me once, everyone is born great at something in life, but not everyone is lucky enough to find out what that is. And I think you were lucky enough to be gifted that moment where you had that realisation that actually your gift is talking. Oh, mate, I love it. I think that in this day and age, everything's digital now. I like going to events still. Everyone else hates it. I love it. I love going to an event, uh, whatever it may be and talking and networking with people and and like you know meeting the humans behind the brands and and that you're working with because a lot of the time you don't even meet these guys you're just like oh you, it's instagram and i don't really like that as much because i i like i like to get in there and and see who these people are and their ideas and 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 sort of like connect with them and that doesn't really happen anymore, to be fair. But I like creating positive energy between people, and that's why I love presenting, because I love the connection between the, the audience who are watching, the talent who you're talking to, and also learning some really interesting stuff about them. I mean, I could go into this all, all, all day long, because I, I could talk about presenting for, forever, but it's, yeah, it's, it's my absolute dream. It's interesting because you learn to be a human on your own, through your own experiences, <laughs> I mean, obviously we're all humans, but you learn to be like a better human, sorry. This is, in my, once again, humble opinion. I think that, for example, relationships, you touched on that. With Tiff, I was a young guy, mentally even younger, and I wasn't ready to be in a relationship. It was my first ever major relationship. 
<clears throat> and I didn't treat it very well. I wasn't like, I don't think I wasn't manipulative. I don't think I was like a malicious person at all, but I just wasn't, I wanted to be Jack the lad. I was looking up to the wrong people. I was trying to be the wrong person. And I just wasn't ready for, for the relationship with her. And she was so kind, so caring. She eventually sort of was like, look, this is, you know, I've been through so much with you and, you know, you're just not ready for this and you've made me feel a certain way and, and you know, it's time for me to leave. And, and I took it pretty badly. I was pretty, pretty gutted and was like, oh my God, she was the girl that I was ready to marry and stuff like that and oh my god I've lost the the love of my life and I'm never going to find anyone else and obviously that is just what everyone thinks when they break up with someone and obviously now I've got an, a, a, a girlfriend who is pretty damn special and I look back on our relationships and go oh my god like I, it's just so funny how you're literally I'm never going to find anyone again then you're like oh my god who is this absolute unicorn but um, the difference is that I learn from that relationship to not act how I act in that way. But I wouldn't know if I hadn't made mistakes. For example, I cheated on Tiff and she would be miserable. And and like when she dumped me, I, I remember going through all of those things in my head being like, oh my God. And the guilt only hit me when she dumped me. And I was like, oh my God, what kind of a human was I? I was like, who did I think I am? Like cheating on a girl who loved me so much. And I was like, this is just like ridiculous. How can I hurt this little thing, this cute little thing that like only wanted to love me and make me happy and I made it feel like shit. The only way I managed to feel that empathy and that pain was through her making a decision and breaking up with me. So I'm so grateful and thankful that she did break up with me because I would never have learned and I feel like reached that next stage of life where like this is more the kind of guy I want to be. I don't want to ever treat a girl... Um, that way I don't ever want to make people upset or, or, or cry if they're my girlfriend I don't want that I want to be a good boy I want to be the kind of boyfriend that a girl goes that's my boyfriend and every other girl says I'm so jealous that's your guy he treats you so well I want to be that guy and so I then went to my next relationship where I think I was the one that was like super insecure I didn't really know if she liked me I was like doing weird stuff that I've never really done before and I was just because I was like I don't I just was never acting natural because to be honest I don't think she ever made me feel like I could act natural and what I would do is because I had this memory of how I treated Tiff in my mind I would swamp this girl with gifts and flowers and this and that and I went the whole other end of the spectrum because I was like, this is what I have to do to not be that guy. But actually what it was, just my guilt from my past relationship making me do stuff that I didn't necessarily have to do. And I don't really blame Sophia Boo for any of it because I think that I was definitely the one who chased her away for that. I was very smothery. Like, I'd, you know, I'd always be like, what's up? No, 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 I want to be the best guy ever. And it's just maybe a bit too much. So she then was like, look, dude, I can't handle this. You know, you're too much. She dumped me. And then I was like, oh, my God, what's happened? What's gone wrong? And then I was like, oh, I've learned, actually, that now that is the other end of the spectrum is don't be all smothery and all like, I want to be the best boyfriend ever and not be you and your own character just because you think that's what you should be. Be somewhere in the middle. But I would never have learned any of that if I hadn't gone through these two polar opposite relationships. And now I feel like in my next relationship that I am with Zara, who's a lovely, lovely girl, I feel like, one, I'm a lot more relaxed than I am, just who I am. And to be honest, she doesn't like it, then she wouldn't be with me. And two, you know, I just, I'm, I've learned just to sort of, I've treat her how I wish I had treated Tiff. 
and also not treat her how I how not be so smothery as I treat her. I think it's really working. Unfortunately, with this industry, which so many of you probably listen to on the radio or see on television or read in the papers or magazines, individuals are very quick to want to bring success down. For what reason? Some of it justified, maybe some of it not so much. And unfortunately, some tweets were raised about Sam. We're talking six years ago. Basically, what I did to anyone who doesn't know, I basically, uh, six years ago, I, I tweeted a guy called Stevie Johnson, who was actually on Main Chelsea, and another one of my friends, uh, my old school friends, and I and I replied being like, oh, mate, that's so gay, to one of his tweets. Now, back then, I, I had no idea that that was, I mean, we used to say that all the time back then. I mean, it was, and I'm not saying it's right, it's most certainly not, but back then, though, I hadn't been educated because back then no one was really educating anyway everyone said it and i'm not saying that makes it right because it doesn't but what it does is it's a different time back then and then over time as i grew older and grew more mature i was meeting different people so the person who had gone through my tweets, if they they saw that in 2012 I did this tweet, so they would know that in between 2012 and now, I haven't said that word again. So they would know that throughout my adult life, I've learned on my own that it's not the kind of word that you use and it's derogatory and you should never, ever use it. And it's true, you should never use the word gay to describe anything like that because it... Because it's a negative. You're putting a negative on it. And I completely understand that. And I remember who it was. It was a guy called Joe Street, who we've both worked with before. And I remember saying it and, and, and him being like, dude, oh, don't say that. that that's offensive. And I was like, oh, okay. And I never said it again. Joe Street is, is a producer on MIC who is, we're very close to him. He's one of the most amazing guys. And he, he's gay. And, and, and as Sam put it, that, you know, Joe kind of, corrected him on it and i think that's education that is education that is that is that's from a nice guy being like hey mate just to let you know that that could be seen as offensive so so don't do it no child is born into this world homophobic racist sexist misogynist you conform to the environment that you're around but it doesn't mean that's cemented for the rest of time. Things can be changed, and they can be changed you from the teachers you have. The point, exactly. the point in life is to grow and evolve. And I feel like the society we live in today, you are never given that chance. You, it's, it's one strike and you're out. I just don't think that's fair in life because I don't trust people who don't have a checkered past. Everyone makes mistakes. For example... When people watch Main Chelsea and they're like, oh my God, you've done this, you've done that. Like, oh my God, you, you cheated on your girlfriend. It's like, yes, I know that was bad. Now I look back on it. I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. But if I hadn't done it, I would never know. I would never know to not do that. I mean, obviously your family and your, you know, they're probably like, don't do it. But realistically, you'll never know until you go through that experience. And it's it's just... It's one of those things where it's like, I guarantee you've all done the exact same thing at some point in your life or done something that is offensive or anything when you were younger that you wouldn't do now. And I just feel like it's in this society, in this day and age, you can't, you're never given the, the option to learn. Cause, because otherwise, it's like, what's, what is the point in trying to be a better person if you can't, if you're not given the opportunity to learn? And to make mistakes. And to make mistakes. Do you feel like the industry's had an impact on you mentally in terms of the change in you? 
I think that I go to the gym four times a week because, yes, I love to look good. Don't get me wrong. You know that. I sit in the kitchen. I'm literally like, ah, oh, mate, you know, feeling real strong at the moment. Or, ah, oh, dude, I feel like I've lost a bit of weight. But a lot of it as well is is getting that routine and being like, I'm going to get myself to the gym because I'm, I'm naturally annoyingly lazy. I have a lazy man's mentality. And it's something that, funny enough, a dumpings used to definitely help. Because every time I got dumped, I was like, ah, I need to sort of like work on myself a bit more because, you know, I've, I've made mistakes and stuff. And, and, and I feel like I learned to, to sort of, I'm not really explaining it very well, but like get up and do stuff and, and, and be less lazy. And I think that comes into it for sure. And I'm not happy a lot of the times with myself in terms of like the way I look and stuff because I'm like, I, I feel like I should be doing more. I think going to the gym and stuff is almost my counteract to laziness. I think you definitely see the growth in you. Having lived with you since, well, when I moved in, you can see the change in your character, the ambition that you have, the routine that you set yourself. You definitely go through a period of challenge like most people would but then I think it's how you prevail from it is what I found so interesting and actually how you've bettered yourself with each relationship you know you've learned oh, from mate. your mistakes it's been so nice for me to have this conversation with you today and I hope you know to those that have listened they get to see a different dimension to you mate I wish you all the luck in the world you know I love you so much like a brother I love you boy <laughs> you're gonna make me cry love you too guys guys thank you so much for tuning in to limitless this podcast is something that i'm so passionate about and would love it if you would let me know your thoughts and opinions by leaving a rating and a review in the comment section it really helps me to spread the word if you think this story might resonate with someone you know then please share it with your friends and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes every Thursday where I'll be talking to more inspirational guests who have seen past their limits. Until next time.